It was a pretty uneventful Sunday, and then quicker than you can say, surprise, motherfucker, Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers. So, to celebrate, I'm going to have a little different intro music. (sighs) Hank, go ahead and hit it. you don't even know this but there was a little old show called green and gold today that played on espn 1000 out of milwaukee also played in madison uh god who the hell it was jason wildy uh packers beat reporter and god i can't remember was it thunder was it thunder that was on there oh my god but that was their intro music so i wanted to do a little bit up for uh the packer fans out there that do listen and tell you, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Dennis M. Roy over on Facebook for the time being over there. If you do not have a copy of the depth charts, make sure you get a hold of me uh, through Messenger, DM me over on Instagram and Twitter. <clears throat> this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. If you, know, if you didn't know, obviously, but uh, it is the legal tampering time for the NFL free agency. Uh, I did just put out the updated free agency or the updated depth charts uh, with what free agency had up to about 30 minutes ago. So two o'clock central time. Uh, That was before uh, the Patriots decided to go off and go full nuclear here in free agency. Uh, We'll go through some of these moves here that uh, have come up here. Uh, Just about every team is underneath the salary cap except for four teams. Saints are still under, or still over the cap, I should say, at almost just under 3.2 mil. Uh, They should hit that very easily. Atlanta Falcons, though, 8.2 million. Philadelphia Eagles at $8.5 million, and LA Rams apparently just don't give a fuck because they are $32 million still over the cap. Um, they better get going. You know, start converting some of those salaries to fucking uh, uh, signing bonuses and roster bonuses because uh, Wednesday's coming up quick. Mm-mm-mm. Tastes like victory. But, yeah. Other than those four teams, everybody else is under the cap. Chicago Bears uh, are just over the cap at 89842 although I can't say anything because Green Bay is just a shade over a million. 
under the cap here. Uh, New England Patriots are your leaders uh, for right now until Wednesday hip, hits uh, at 71.7 million, uh, followed by the Jacksonville Jaguars at 70.1. So Jacksonville was leading the way. New England overtook them. Uh, they dumped some salary here. I did, I did miss the trade that they did this weekend. They traded right tackle uh, Marcus Cannon, who opted out last year due to COVID. They traded him to Houston. So Houston is going to actually be pretty set uh, along their offensive line. They did bring in, we talked about, they brought in free agent uh, Justin Britt, who played for the Seattle Seahawks. He basically was out for the year due to injury. Um, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. But uh, Max Sharping is going to be their low lowest-rated offensive lineman at their left guard position. Uh, he was rated slightly below average. Otherwise, everybody was above average. Uh, Marcus Cannon, of course, won't carry a rating because he didn't play last season. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's take a look at some of the free agents that have signed. We did talk about Jason Verrett, and I do apologize for the last two uh, podcasts that I did on uh, Thursday and on Friday. Uh, I know, I know they had to have been pretty fucking boring. I, I was really, really worried about it, and I got some feedback on it, and I do apologize. But um, <clears throat> hoping. Hoping I've got a little bit more energy for today. And who the fuck is texting me? Fuck off. But uh, let's start in here. Corner Jason Verrett. We talked about this one on Friday. That they would be wise to bring him back for at least another season. They are doing that. It's a one-year deal worth $5.5 million. Uh, can become $6.5 million if Verrett makes the Pro Bowl. Uh, so that is a good signing. Romeo Aquara. Is returning. He's a defensive end. He's returning to the Lions on a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. Now, I have. We look here at Detroit. Come on. Look here at Detroit. Now I have him behind Deshaun Hand, but they they rotate uh, their DNs in there. So. He got a three-year, $39 million deal, so $13 million a year. That means he's going to get you know the bulk, the bulk share of the rotation there. Um, it's a very good signing for him. He rated uh, above average last season, so not a bad pick. Not a bad, you know, carryover, but uh, $13 million a year. It's Detroit. They usually don't get it correct either, so we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Shaq Barrett. Resigned for four years, up to seven, it goes up to seventy-two million. Uh, you have to take a look at some of these deals because it looks on you know looks right there on paper that it is the four-year thirty or seventy-two. Looks like you know almost you know what eighteen million dollars a year, but a lot of times that is uh, not what the base salaries are, um, and there's upside you know levels to hit. In there, so they did end up. Let's see, they they re-signed Levante David last week. They re-signed uh, Shaquille Barrett this week. They also did. Uh, was, it, was it Kevin Minter or is it Mike Minter? I can never 
remember his first name. The backup. Kevin Minter, the backup to uh, Devin White. So they have their whole uh, linebacking crew. Oh, shit. I forgot to do Levante David in here. Forgot to take his free agency tag off. Do do. There's a fuck up. Live on the radio, or recorded for you, because I don't edit. Because that's that's for puss pusses. That's for puss pusses. There we go. Levante David fixed. You'll have you'll have a new set anyways at the end of this week. Um, I did want to have the draft that uh, the draft chart. <clears throat> the first set of the draft chart out this week or this last weekend uh, did not work. I only have a few things left to do on defense, so it should be definitely out. We'll just wait, get it out this weekend. I'm going to wait, see if I can get in some of the uh, uh, pro, day stuff, uh, pro day numbers in there too while I'm at it. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But at the very least, I want to kind of get you an idea of how many players are involved in there. Uh, it's kind of nice this year because both Pro Football Focus and uh, ESPN. <clears throat> I use Pro Football Focus. We use ESPN. We use NFL.com. Uh, the nice thing about that is, you know, you kind of get an idea roughly. You get a better idea when you when you get the the rankings. You get a better idea of kind of where they're going to go. Uh, within the draft and then based kind of based off that when I go through and I actually look at the players on their um, review videos and stuff like that I kind of see if I like them a little bit better than where they're where kind of like their draft slot is um, kind of you know helps kind of get an idea not be surprised if somebody gets picked uh, a little bit higher than um, what maybe the ex, you know, the quote unquote experts have on their boards. So, uh, but like I said, that that stuff will be out. I'm gonna get you guys also with the skill players, in particular, uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I'm gonna get you their stats for their playing years, their college playing years in there. Um, so that probably won't be out this week, but it will be out. Uh, at the very least, uh, on the very first update. So expect that. That's going to be a nice little wrinkle on there, kind of expand. If you got them last year, uh, the boxes, I kind of expanded them out so you can put more. I can put more information in there. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? I guess we're just looking at the Patriots deals. The big, the first big one that the Patriots did was for uh, tight end Jonu Smith. He's going to be moving from the Tennessee Titans to the New England Patriots. He agreed to a four-year, fifty million dollar contract. That's like, dude, like twelve million dollars on average per year. Good lord, for Jonu, come on. I mean, they brought back Cam Newton. Um, that came out after after we had done the podcast last week, but. Uh, the thing with that signing that really disturbs me is they drafted two rookies. They took Devin Asiasi and they took Dalton Keene. 
Granted, neither one really did anything, right? So, but if you're bringing Johnny Smith in there, and I understand he's a proven talent and whatnot, then are you riding Johnny Smith out then for a couple of years and letting Asiasi and Keen develop, or are you just accepting it as a loss at the tight end position? And that's big for Dynasty, right? Because... I liked I did like Asiasi. I didn't really like the spot that he went to, but um I liked him as a player. Um it's just really bad cuz if Johnny Smith is there then why even keep uh Ryan Izzo who was the starter for most of the year last year? Um and why even bother having Matt Lacoste who opted out? Uh, due to COVID last year, then uh, to me, I would just expect you would cut one of the, at least one of those two, if not both. And then the next question is whether or not one of those rookies gets cut. So it's something to kind of pay attention to. Um, you want to see what happens with some of these secondary and tertiary uh, pieces here. Uh, now we got the two other big ones that they did. They signed pass rusher Matt Judon from uh, Baltimore and Jalen Mills from uh, Philadelphia. So Baltimore pass rusher Matt Judon uh, gets a four-year, $56 million contract. Uh, First two years of the contract are worth 32 in total. Uh, And then they are also getting... DB Jalen Mills can play some little bit of safety. Uh, Four-year, $24 million deal with $9 million guaranteed. So uh, Jalen Mills, where he's going to fit in. I'm wondering if they just are going to move on from Jason McCourty, uh, who is a free agent across from Stephon Gilmore. Now, they were trying to trade fucking Gilmore. So I'm still keeping my eyes glued on him, too. Um, but I wonder that would, for right now, I would say that would replace Jason McCourty on that right side or the strong side, I should say. And then Matt Judon is going to go in one of two places. So they play, they really, really play a hybrid within that D line and that linebacking core. Um, generally it's, they kind of run it, they kind of run it like a five, almost like a five, two last year because they were shorthanded in the linebacking position. But now that you bring in Judon, he can play an outside linebacker spot so they can go back to a traditional, um, three or they can go to a three, four, or they can play a traditional four, three, and move him up on the line at defensive end as well on that strong side. So they're going to have a lot of options. Judon's going to get a lot of playing time in there. Um, if they go four, if they go three four, he's going to replace either Brandon King on that strong side, which that's kind of where I'm putting. I'm going to end up probably putting him, or they're just going to let Shaliliqui uh, Calhoun go on that weak side and then put him in there. Um, 
But to me, I would keep him on that strong side where Brandon King is because you have John Simon, at defensive end, you have John Simon, Diedrich Wise Jr., uh, both hitting free agency as well. So if they're going to let them go, then you could, when you transition from your 3 4 and your 4 3, you can move him from the linebacker spot directly straight down to the line and put and have him put his hand down. So that's why I'm going to line him up right in that Brandon King spot for right now. Um, is there any? Is there anything? I know there was a couple other things here. Um, can't remember who they were talking to on because I was watching NFL.com while I was doing this or not NFL.com but uh, the NFL Network and uh, they were talking about um, Sherman from uh, the uh, 49ers and whether or not you know where he could go um and they were talking about maybe he would actually end up in New York uh, with the Jets, which actually I don't, I didn't hate that thought process um, behind there. He would get reunited with uh, head coach Robert Sala. Um, it would kind of give them at least a veteran presence in there, probably a cheap veteran presence, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you're paying, you're probably going to be paying less than five million for him. And he could play any of the spots. Uh, he could take over for Bryce Hall on that side, or you could even move Bryce Hall to the other side, and then he can start for uh, Bless Austin. So one of the two, I thought that was really intriguing. But um, other than that, there's really nothing going on. Um Eagles are working on an extension with Brandon Graham, uh, defensive end. That's gonna. That's where they're gonna get their cap space. Is out of there, and that's really. I mean, said it earlier with the Rams. They got to. Rams have to try and get as much stuff put into signing bon uh, signing bonuses and stuff like that as much as they can. Um. They also have to get, still get rid of fucking Zach Ertz, and they haven't. And they've been pissing him off because they've been asking for like a third, fourth round pick. And it sounds like teams have been, you know, kind of interested in him, but they're not willing to pay it. They're just like, hey, this, we'll give you a, a dirt cheap fucking pick, and then um, it will just take him off your hands. But they're being really, really stupid about it. It's so stupid. Um, let's see. Where's the free agents list? Best free agents available. Let's take a look at NFL.com's free agents list, huh? Should we? Number one with a bullet. Man, Trent Williams, offensive tackle, played for the 49ers. He'd be really good. He's age 33 so he still actually has a few years left heard somebody talking about why not have jacksonville get him if, when they take trevor lawrence then at least you've got a guy who can play across the offensive line 
and uh, protect your investment in the quarterback, which isn't that bad of an idea. But uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. They did, you know, they they put the uh, they put the tag on Cam Robinson, their left tackle. Jawan Taylor's not as bad as that even ranking uh, the <clears throat> average ranking that he had. So I think it'd be all right. Now here would be interesting. I wonder if the Colts wouldn't fucking go after Trent Williams. Just lost Anthony Costanzo to retirement, and you have a hole there. So I wonder if they wouldn't sign him to at least like a one-year contract. Maybe maybe it's going to take you know three or four, but just have like two guaranteed years out of there, and then you can have the opt-out on there. But you could do that, and then you could groom in. You know, it's kind of like what the Packers used to always always did, right? They'd groom those uh, third and fourth rounders in there until they be- could become the starters. But Trent Williams, that would fit right there. In Indianapolis. There's a lot that could fit with the Indianapolis Colts, to be completely honest with you. But that would make sense because then you'd have a full offensive line again for running back Jonathan Taylor. I think that makes a shitload of sense. Who else could sign him? Let's see here. Definitely not going to Washington. No. <laughs> not after that fucking debacle. Man, you could put him on the Chargers. Oh. You could put him on the Chargers, can't you? Yeah, you could put him in for Trey Pipkins. You could move Pipkins over to the left guard. That would make sense. Fucking Vegas. Vegas let go of Richie Incognito. I didn't even know they cut him. That was their left guard. He was playing at a really good level. Now, I got to double check some of this stuff with Track too, because there was some stuff that seemed to be off from last Sunday as far as the salary cap is. And then, so they were really, really hurting last last week, right? They were, what, $16 million? Maybe Maybe it was only $8 million under the cap. I want to say it was 16, though. But uh, so they let Eric Fisher, uh, offensive tackles, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz go. All right, fine. And then they were talking about how they were uh, restructuring contracts, moving some money around. That was with Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, and then there was some, oh, Travis Kelsey. So they were moving stuff, you know, roster bonus, uh, signing bonus type stuff, you know, stuff. And then you can defer that uh, going against your cap in the later years. Oh, and we're going to get to the Saints in a minute. But uh, it, so whether or not it was 8 or $16 million that they were over the cap, right? They are now $33.8 million under the cap. So they can make some moves for some offensive linemen as well. I mean, we could be talking, maybe we're talking Trent Williams here, to be completely honest. There's some stuff that they can do here. They could even fix that defense, but they got to get that offensive line taken care of. Uh, If they do not take care of this offensive line, uh, uh, I would not use Clyde Edwards. I would not even draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
Unless he was in the fourth round, maybe. Now, football diehards on Saturday on Saturday night, when I was working in my garage, I was listening to they were doing a mock draft. So there's two guys, you know, doing 12-team mock draft, right? One guy took, say, odd, odd numbers. The other guy took the, uh, the even uh, number of teams. And they're going through, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire still went in that mid-late uh, third round. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And I even said, I'm like, I can't, I don't know what to do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire right now. I don't know what to do with him. Because... And this could this could have almost the same thing to do with Joe Mixon last year, right? I was still I still liked him even though I was worried about the offensive line. Well now I'm super worried about an offensive line. So do I learn from my mistake and just say no? You know, if if they don't get this kind of straightened out now, if they fill it with, you know, Horseshit players, of course. You know we got to worry about it, but it, but I mean, if they get a guy, you know, they sign like a Trent Williams, they sign in, you know a couple other guys that had gotten cut, they can get for cheap. Um, maybe it's a little different, but I don't know after that mix and debacle last year if I can pull the trigger on Ceh. That just screams, screams, screams. Stay away. Uh, let's see. Number two with Shaquille Barrett. He's resigned. Uh, Bud Dupree at three. Uh, yeah, he had the late season torn ACL. So we'll have to see what happens there. Might get a reduced contract on there. Why do you keep showing Kenny Galladay? Did he sign somewhere? No. Okay, they're just going over the guys. Uh, number four, Trey Hendrickson, edge rusher from New Orleans. Number five, Carl Lawson, edge rusher, edge rusher from the Bengals. Bengals did not tag him. They should have. Uh, number six is Kenny Galladay. He's going to become a. He's going to come a little bit cheaper. Let's see here. Who was wide receiver deficient? Hmm. Hmm. You know, outside of, you know, the Jets. But speaking of the Jets, there's talk that uh, they might let Jamison Crowder go. Let him go. I'll take take him in Green Bay. We'll take him in Green Bay. Uh, I think it was New York. No, they got through only like three million left. Maybe it was Washington. Yeah, you could have Washington. Washington could sign him definitely. Because I mean, you could use Cam. You could switch Cam Sims and Isaiah Wright in the slot, and then have Terry McLaurin and Kelly, Kenny Galladay in Washington. I like that. I like that. That'd be that'd be a very non douche canoes move, and I might actually have to change the name. Uh, from douche canoes to uh, something different. It's not going to be potatoes because that's the fucking dumbest name I've ever heard. There's potatoes don't grow in DC. I'm sorry. 
I mean, if you want to say the uh, Washington shitheads, then yeah, though that makes more sense. Uh, number seven, Jadavian Clowney, edge rusher. Bleh. This is all on NFL.com, by the way. Eight, Joe Thune, offensive guard, and I believe he can play a little bit of offensive tackle, but you want an offensive guard. Um, Joe Thune would be good for it. Would really be good for a, a team. Corey Lindsley at number 10, center for the Packers. Yeah, he's going to be good as gone. God, that would be that'd be such a Houston move. Bring in Lindsay. Be good for the team. They would have that line completely fucking rebuilt. Just being honest. Eleven, Yannick and Gonquay. Ugh, edge rusher. He is only twenty six years old, but he's been traded twice. So yuck. Rank twelve, Will Fuller, wide receiver. Uh, is only going to miss one game due to the suspension. 13, Jameis Winston. QB should go back to New Orleans. Uh, 14 is Curtis Samuel. That one's going to be interesting. See who gets a slot wide receiver. Actually, it's funny because he's rated one spot above Juju Smith-Schuster at number 15. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Who would you rather have, Curtis Samuel or Juju Smith-Schuster? I think, to be honest with you, I'd have more trust in Schuster than I would in Samuel. <sighs> 16 is Janu Smith. Signed. 17 is Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry, there's been a lot of talk of him going to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, not Jaguars, Jaguars. A lot of talk about him coming in there. So uh, it'd be interesting because if Johnny Smith got 12, then that means that Henry might get about 15, to be honest with you, even though he's been injured. 18 is Shaquille Griffin, uh, corner for Seattle. I don't really care much for Shaquille Griffin. 19 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> 37-year-old. It's great. Um, Romeo Aquara, he was at 20. Uh, he's resigned. 21 is Corey Davis. Um, there's a lot going on about... A lot of the talk about the Titans not using his or exercising his fifth-year option, so that throwing up a red flag for what they thought of him last year, um, and then them kind of proving him kind of proving everybody wrong and having the nine eighty-four, nine hundred eighty-four yards in fourteen games, um, and then they kind of re- compared it to letting Jack Conklin walk uh, last year when he went to the Browns, so. You know, do the Titans let him go? Do they resign him? He would be a cheap, I think he would be a cheaper option, even though he's a former number or a first rounder. I think it just makes sense that uh, you could get him on the cheap. I would, I'd actually like to see him in Green Bay. Um, if the Packers don't go rookie, 
like to see him there. You could also utilize him. There's another spot too. Let me see if I can find it. There's talk of him maybe in Washington too, but I don't know about that. Um, oh, ball! I think it was Baltimore, but I don't like that spot. You know who? You know where I'd like to see him actually go? I'll tell you right now. Fucking Cincinnati. Pair him up with T. Higgins and then Tyler Boyd in the slot with Joe Burrow. Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Cincinnati actually could use uh, Thune. Joe Thune would be good in Cincinnati at guard. He could play either Quentin Spanner. You could replace Quentin Spanner or Michael Jordan. And that's not the GOAT Michael Jordan either. 22, Dalvin Thompson, nose tackle. <sighs> Maybe. I'm not too big on him. Hmm. 23, John Johnson, safety for the Rams. Mm, I could see him going to the Chargers, to completely honest with you. Surprised that L, uh, the Chargers cut Casey Hayward. Uh, somebody needs to hop on him as soon as he claims clears waivers. They need to hop on him right away because, and I think that'll actually happen before free agency. So I'd hop on that. Uh, Twenty-four Leonard Floyd, Ed Rusher uh, actually has played better since he left the Bears. Uh, <clears throat> not a dig at all. <laughs> And then Cincinnati, uh, we'll stop here at 25 uh, with William Jackson. Uh, I believe it's William Jackson the third, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? It's William Jackson the third. Um, played very, very well last year. He was actually the best corner for uh, Cincinnati. He was the one guy that you definitely were not going to throw against. Um, so Cincinnati should really take a look at... Uh, at keeping him, to be completely honest. Let's see, what does ESPN have? What does ESPN You got anything? Come on, kids. Do, 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 do. We're tracking. We're tracking all the big signings. We're ESPN, the shittiest sports leader. Um... Ooh. Ooh. I didn't know this one. So, restricted free agent cornerback Darius Williams of the L.A. Rams played pretty decent last year. The Rams placed a first-round tender on him. So, essentially, if anybody signed Darius Williams, they would owe the Rams a first-round pick. Uh, so Darius Williams will be returning to the L.A. Rams. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Wide receiver returner Andre Roberts, an 11-year veteran of the Bills, uh, expected to sign with the Houston Texans. Deal is roughly under $6 million total, two years at about $2.8 a year and $3 million guaranteed. Linebacker Camus Grugier Hill. I believe he was a Ram. God, I'm just all over the fucking place right now. 
No, the Rams are in the fucking NFC, stupid. Dumb bastard. No, where the fuck is he? Oh, there it is. He was with Miami last year. One-year deal for Camille Grugier-Hill to a one-year deal with $3.25 million. Hmm. Uh, was a pass coverage specialist at Miami and was looking for a more consistent role. Fair. That's fair. Ooh. Ooh, former Miami Dolphin nose tackle Davin Gotcha. Two-year deal with the Patriots. Deal worth up to it's a two-year deal worth up to sixteen million. There you go. Hmm. Man, ESPN actually has a lot better. Hmm. Offensive tackle Cam Irving. Uh, Panthers working on a two-year, ten million dollar deal. Uh, Cam Irving was not with Panthers last year. Cameron Irving, Cameron Irving. Why is that? Why is that name so familiar? Oh, he's a backup tackle for Dallas. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Two years and ten million dollars with eight million guaranteed. Okay. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, let's see. Pat Eflin is also heading to Carolina. Three-year, $13.5 million deal, including $6 million. I believe he was a guard for the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken, unless he moved on. He did move on. What the fuck? I know he was on the Vikings at one point. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, he's with the Jets. God damn it. It's right there. Fucking set it right in front of my face. Oh, man. Oh, man. A uh, couple of interesting signing, uh, signings, but not like anybody moving anywhere. But uh, Arizona's really been take, kind of taking care of their own on defense. Uh they re-signed uh, Marcus Golden. They had cut cornerback Robert Alford, brought him back. Um, God, who was the other one? Uh, was it Tanner Vallejo? I believe they redid. They redid his deal. I think they did DN uh, uh I'm sorry, D-tackle uh, Richard Lawrence, too. Oh, Titans have said that they're not bringing back Corey Davis. Oh, now see here. Here we go. Jets needing offensive line repairs are expected to have interest in Corey Lindsley and guard Joe Thune. That'd be good. Uh, Guard Kevin Zeitler, uh, who was free to sign with anybody, uh, went to the Ravens. So he is slotted into the right guard spot. 
right in front of Ben Powers. So if you look at the Baltimore Ravens offensive line, it's actually way better than what it was last year. So, um, yeah, even though they do have an issue with right tackle Orlando Brown, who wants to play left tackle, but, of course, Ronnie Stanley's there. Um, so as long as they can kind of keep Orlando Brown happy – uh, going into his free agency period, ne- I think it's next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they'll be able to uh, they'll they'll have a very very good offensive line. So uh, J.K. Dobbins really kind of giddy up, but Lam- I like Lamar Jackson a whole hell of a lot more. And you're going to get him at a discount this year too. So uh, let's see, guard Andrew Norwell. Uh, agreed to restructure his contract into a one-year deal worth up to $12 million, including $9 million fully guaranteed. Uh, fullback Kyle Juszczyk, okay, for the 49ers. Five-year, $27 million deal. <laughs> That's for a fucking fullback. A fullback. A goddamn fullback. Ugh. $10 million guaranteed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, so there's a, there's been a lot of talk about the whole restructuring of Taysom Hill's contract to the four-year $140 million deal. Now, honestly, it, it really is rubbing, just kind of fucking rubbing. Rubbing it in everybody's face. Let's just be honest with it. But, I mean, really it's a smart deal because it's, I haven't seen the actual numbers on the deal yet, but, like, the first year, like, they they transferred all the rest of the money, I believe, that he was going to be making into the signing bonus. Um, so it'll, it'll only, it'll affect, you know, later years, so... Um. Uh. Really, he, he's not affecting the cap whatsoever uh, this year, and they'll just redo the contract anyways um, if they're going to keep him around. So, like I said, the $140 million thing, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Um, didn't buy into it too much. It's just rubbing shit, you know, shit in everybody's faces. It's being a dick. I, I, I like it. Um, oh, here's one that happened yesterday and I didn't notice. Uh, Dolphins are swa- are trading outside linebacker Shaq Lawson uh, to the Houston Texans for Benedrick, uh, uh, yeah, Benedrick McKinney. I thought I was saying it wrong. So, yeah, so Benedict, Brennard, Brennard, Drick, it's, it's Ben Dick McKinney. That's, it's Ben Dick McKinney. We're trading Ben Dick McKinney. Uh, cause I had gone through the, you know, all last week's transactions or whatever. And we had Christian Kirksey that went to Houston, 
Um, and I'm like, well, you still have McKinney there. That's that's where that's how it works. So McKinney will be out, and then probably either Jacob Martin is going to be out, or Whitney Merciless is going to be out, and they're going to fit in Shaq Lawson. So if we look at Shaq Lawson here. Oh yeah, that's a huge fucking get. That's a nice that's a nice get. Yep. He's gonna go right where Whitney Merciless was. Put him on that weak side. Merciless was horrible last year. So that rebuilds that rebuilds their linebacking core in there. And then with McKinney coming over, then that'll you fit him in right where Landon Roberts who is who was hitting free agency. We talked about how he had the uh, uh, Dick Dirt terrible uh, red ranking, like the lowest ranking that you could possibly get. Like you shouldn't be on a fucking team. So that's it right there. So, do 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 do. Oh, John Felicianos re uh, redid his contract or he signed an extension. Three-year deal worth up to seventeen million. Not bad. Good job, Feliciano. Man, I didn't even catch that one either. Okay, so I can redo that one real quick, and then basically your offensive line is fully intact in Buffalo, so we're good to go there uh, with Josh Allen. Uh, we know that John Brown is gone, uh, so that moves Gabriel Davis up. Now, whether or not they can actually do anything, bring in somebody, uh, maybe to take that up. Uh, <laughs> somebody had like a wish list, and they were just like, man, put Kenny Galladay in Buffalo. No, don't put fucking Kenny Galladay in Buffalo. I don't need him and Diggs fighting it out. I like Diggs just being the main fucking guy. Um so that's really good uh, for Buffalo. Buffalo's actually, they've maintained a lot. Now, Andre, like I said, Andre Roberts is going to be gone. Oh, God, I'm going to have a lot of shit i got to do this week. i got to stay on top of this. But uh, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good for the week. So, um, yeah, we'll just stay on top of free agency here. Uh I was going to do a pod tomorrow, but I think I'm going to do one. Well, I'll tell you what. If we get a lot of news tomorrow, I'll put one out tomorrow. Um, if not, then we'll at least get one out on the first day of free agency on Wednesday and make sure that we have our bases covered on there uh, for a little bit of news and notes and stuff like that. So uh, these ones will be a little bit shorter. I'm trying not to have them be an hour. Uh, 45 minutes seems to be the greatest, uh, you know, about the best that you can find there. So, um, yeah, I think we're all good, and I think uh, I can stop wasting everybody's fucking time for the day and uh, get outside and finish painting my garage. While it's snowing. God, you know I love Wisconsin fucking springs. Motherfuckers. Take it easy. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>